Shelly. Hey, Jessica. Happy, what is today, Sunday? Sunday. Man. I can never keep track of the days. I know. Well, we meet on different days sometimes, so. I know. We know whenever we can. <clears throat> yeah. That's just how we live life. We just do whatever we can whenever we can. We roll with it. Yeah. So, how was your week? My week was good. I went to karaoke <clears throat> twice this week, which Ooh. is always a good time. That is a good time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going tonight, and I will, and I have gone, uh, you know, Friday night was when we yeah, went. It was good. Yeah, that was a good time. Had you, you'd gone there before. Yes, That was my before. first time. Yeah, so that's Timothy's in Lionville. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was good. Friday Enjoyed nights. It. It's, it's only once a month or something, so yeah. I, I don't know. That was awesome, though. Everybody was an amazing singer. And everyone was so supportive. I love I a good, supportive karaoke place. I would say most places that I go to karaoke are just really supportive of the singers, yeah. and that is why I like karaoke because it just makes people happy yeah. and brings joy and that's <clears throat> what I'm here for. I mean, you don't see many people crying at karaoke. I don't think I've ever unless like they're breaking up with Yeah, their I don't other. I would say I've never seen anyone uh crying at karaoke. <laughs> I've never seen anyone singing at karaoke. Maybe I've cried a lot <laughs> at karaoke and that's why I didn't see anyone else crying because I was the one crying. Yeah, I would say, like, maybe if, like, someone is going through a hard time. Yeah, like, any, but, like, generally speaking, everyone's super happy, and that's why I love it. Well, can I just tell you, though, if you go to karaoke and you are going through a hard time, and then this is how it goes, because if you're, you know, you sign up to sing and you're all pumped and you're, like, a diehard karaoke person like us, our whole lives could be falling apart. And they're like, Jessica's next. And we're like, woo, switch it on, switch it off. All of a sudden, we're like, I feel so untouched. And I, you know, like, that was awesome. and then you go back to your whole life falling apart yeah. or whatever it is. By the way, you killed that song. Thank you. That is a hard fucking song. That is the untu uh, untouched I by the Veronica. I can't sing that song at all, like, to save my life. Like, it's it is hard. hard. It is. It's very, you have to have a lot of breath. Breath support. Yeah. You nailed it uh, maybe i'd be a really good rapper yeah have you I mean, tried it well being that i'm 40 i don't know if rapping is my life calling but it's so much fun though <laughs> but Just i mean give it a, give i do it a shot. i do a mean shoop by salt and pepper <laughs> i want to learn i sing that one song that rihanna and eminem sing but i sing rihanna's part love the way you lie i want to learn eminem's part oh you got that girl I'm going to learn that. You do really well with the Hamilton songs, though. I so. love rapping, but I only know Broadway <laughs> rapping, so I need to learn other kind of rapping. This is great, because if, if <laughs> anyone's listening has seen Shelly or, or myself, we look the furthest thing from anyone who can rap. Yes. But I will say, Shelly's very talented, and I think that uh, she'd be a great rapper. I would buy your CD. Oh, thank you. I don't think that's happening anytime <laughs> soon, but thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you I support your dreams. Okay. Just like you support my dreams of this podcast being something and and oh, all of two course. of you out there listening. Hello. No. Oh, who who are our recent listeners? I was like looking at it. Um and I think Singapore is still still out there. Hi Singapore. Hi Singapore. One of you listens to us out there and I'm greatly appreciative so yeah, thank you that's awesome yeah we have a, a decent decent crowd um of columbus ohio yeah lots of people there is it ashburn virginia yeah moscow mm -hmm. frankfurt mm -hmm. boise hey everyone hi you're out there somewhere you brussels 
let us know you're listening. Yeah. We want to talk to you. Or tell us like a creepy story that happened in your town that we're never going to know about because we don't live there. I would love that. We can keep that going forever. Yes. I love listening. I don't know if you've ever heard the podcast, They Walk Among Us. No, but it sounds really great. Oh, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's true crime stuff, but it's just, just like, you know, creepy as fuck. But I love when you hear something in an accent, like just, I don't know. Yeah. We're not, we're not really cool. Although we might have an accent to all these other countries. Yeah. But I don't don't know. know. I don't think we have a cool accent. No, sorry guys. (laughs) Sorry. But we're here. We are here. So I know that I think the last time we left off, we were talking about the movie Smile. Yes. And you had suggested that I watch that. Yeah, I was just curious to know what you would think about it. Wow. So that movie was fucking crazy. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. And I will say the the main woman did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. She was... It was really well cast. Like, everybody was really dedicated and like in that movie I didn't feel like anyone was like quote unquote acting like everyone felt very real yes yes the end was a little cheesy yes so that's the only thing I had about that movie is the ending was a little it was far-fetched it was I would say it's really hard to end a horror movie and very few of the horror movies I've watched have done it well yeah very few of them Absolutely. Yeah, it really is hard to kind of... The whole movie is is based around a smile, so we'll just leave it at that, but it's very creepy. Like, the whole thing... You know what freaks me out was it's, like, you know, modern day. It's it's something... It sounds, like, normal. The one girl starts out, and I'm not giving anything away, but she just says a lot of things like, no one will believe me, I'm a law student, or I'm whatever. And, you know, she has this reputable position in society and you're like what the hell is she talking about and she's in like a loony bin yeah and that was just that was fucking wild that just got me right from the beginning so the beginning was just amazing yeah Um, no and i think the whole movie was interesting intriguing and like held your attention and like was creepy yeah so i enjoyed watching it i don't think i would watch it again i don't think so either but it was worth watching. It once. was. It was um it was really good. I, I do have a new appreciation and respect for mental health workers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she was overworked and, you know, people didn't believe her and thought she was going crazy because she was working too much and she was around people who had yeah. mental health issues and you know, just just showed it from a different perspective, yeah. which was crazy and I'm like, wow. Like we don't really think about people who work in psych wards on a regular basis. That's got to be a really hard job. I have friends who are, like, therapists or, like, work in the mental health industry. Not, like, in psych units, mm-hmm. but, like, it definitely takes a toll. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, I think I had another friend, and I can't remember who it was, but I feel like I had another friend who was a therapist to therapists. Yes. Like, her job was yep. to be that therapist to people who like supported other people oh yeah as a living oh yeah my therapist is constantly has talks about her therapist you know how yeah. she went to yeah. her therapist and I love that because then you know they're getting the support and they're not winging life yeah and everybody's you know mentally healthy yeah my therapist told me this week that she was cranky and I was like you're human oh I was because she always asks how I am and I'm, I always ask how she is just because yeah you know, that's the polite thing to do and she's like I don't know I'm tired and cranky today and I that's was like awesome 
Oh, she's, you're human. She's a real person. Yeah, that's good. They're real people. I'm glad that she like actually told me how she was doing. Good. You know. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't fake it. Yeah. So that's good, and that also allows you to be more vulnerable and tell her really mm-hmm. how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, mental health, man. I know. <clears throat> Well, I mean, ghosts do fuck with your mental health, I guess. Oh, How's your mental gosh. health been with yes. your, uh, your you knowing that, you know, that recording? We haven't recorded in your house since. I know. I haven't gone back and listened to that one podcast that we did where your sister heard the voice. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to it, so I, I don't know. Either. No, but, it's weird because I, I don't know if it was like my house or if it was something going on with your sister, <clears throat> you know? So mm-hmm. I... I'm not sure how freaked out to get. And I'm having those people come sometime in the new year, mm-hmm. um, check out the Oh, yeah, house. that's right. But it hasn't happened yet, and I'm a little mm-hmm. on the fence. Like, you don't know, you don't want to summon do something? Do I really want them to come? <sighs> don't I? This is a terrible decision to ask me. I don't know. Did I tell you that my kids downloaded Ghosts, like, Finder? No. What the fuck, kids? Yeah. Fuck them kids, man. These apps were like... Your kids are punking you left and right. (laughs) Fucking left and right. These apps were like the cheesiest like scams I've ever heard. Because it was like... It was like you like run your app and you hear a ghost talk. And it would be like static, static, static. And all of a sudden you'd hear like potato and then you're supposed to write down potato and it's like static 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 city and it's just like oh, occasionally geez. like a word like potato city i want to go there <laughs> potato city idaho <laughs> um, yeah i'm in yeah no but it wasn't anything legit but it's kind of funny they spent a whole saturday like hunting for ghosts quote unquote yeah that's adorable and i get a little freaked out because I really kind of forgot about white noise machines until I started going to therapy when I realized that she had that outside of her room mm-hmm. and in the room and, and all that because she does it out of her home. And Ken and I, you know, Ken was like, oh, I have this white noise machine for his son and I have a white noise machine. So now it's like white noise machines are like just a normal thing in oh, our yeah. household. I sleep with one. However, did you ever see the movie White Noise? No. Should I? I don't remember it, but I remember being scared of it and never watching it again. So I'm like, do I want to psych myself out now that I have literal... Like, it's it's about, you know, th- people coming through the white noise. Yeah, so it's interesting. There's, like, a phenomenon, and I forget what it's called, but, like, there's something that can happen sometimes with your brain when it's listening to white noise that it can convince you you're hearing other things. Yeah. And that happens to me sometimes. Like, I'll be listening to the white noise machine falling asleep, and, like, I hear, like, a song playing Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And for a while, it would freak me out. And I talked to, like, my therapist about it at some point because I was like, I'm, like, literally hearing things. And then she explained, like, that's an actual phenomenon that happens when you're listening to white noise. Sometimes you can start to hear other things, but I feel like we've it's talk- just your brain. Am I having deja vu? Have we talked about this before? I probably have talked about it. Did it you ever hear out. brown noise? I've heard of brown noise, but I don't think I've ever heard brown it's, noise. It's I've heard it. It's it's not too far off from white noise. It doesn't really sound like what is great. it? It's just another kind of like fuzz kind of background. But what's weird? Okay, now I'm freaked out because you know psycho, psychic, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. 
I just looked up white noise movie because I was going to look up like what the actual basis of the movie was so you could know the story because it's from like 2005. Why did they make a 2022 version? I never heard of in my life. Huh. And so now there's a new version of it. Oh. And now I feel like it's summoning me to listen to the fucking white noise movie. Yeah, no, I need to check it out. Um, okay, so. All right, so there's a new one and there's an old one. It says in the UK, but whatever. It's mm. probably somewhere. Anywho, so. Huh. Look at that. I know, right? Didn't get bad reviews. Nope. Okay. I'm in. We still have to watch. I've still been trying to watch The Shining. Um, have been trying to? Like, like you started we've, it? No, we didn't. We Around Halloween, we were trying to watch it. And then I was just trying to figure out what, what Halloween to watch. went so fast. Well, can I tell you the Halloween movies that I ended up watching was um, Split. Yeah, it's a good one. And then we watched Glass. Yes, also a good one. So good. Yeah, we watched those recently, too. They were really good. I mean, seriously. So what, what do you have for us this week? All right. So I'm excited today to I'm going to tell you a story. And okay. I'm not going to tell you what I'm actually talking about until the end of the story. What the fuck? And I'm not going to name my sources just yet. I'm going to do that at the end. Man. Um, because I don't want to give anything away. Fuck. This is very uh, and I, I don't know. Cryptic. It's possible you've heard this story before. If you have, just humor me. Okay. And don't let the <clears throat> listeners know. Um, but it's it's also very possible you've never heard this story. Okay. I'm really hoping I haven't. So it's we start out in 1986. We have two sisters named Annie and Jessica Andrews. Mm, okay. So they decided to conduct a seance to connect with their deceased mother who recently passed away from cancer. So they're oh. in their house. It's 1986. They're doing the seance. I was four years old. Yes, I was <laughs> two. So we were around, but didn't know this was happening. We didn't know. We were four and two. So they did a seance. They kind of thought it was just like, sort of like fun. Like they wanted to get to connect with their mom, but they weren't thinking much of it. They go to their rooms, go to sleep, and then they start hearing this knocking on the walls. Ooh. And it's so like persistent that they start asking yes or no questions. Oh, like, fuck. so like, yes. <clears throat> One knock, no, two knocks, oh, and they're really communicating all night with this whatever is going on in their room. Okay. Um, so this type of event continued to happen for several nights. It became so common that the girls had a hard time sleeping. Hmm. Eventually, other things started happening. Objects began to disappear, which I'm very well familiar with. Mm -hmm. Items would be neatly laid out. When they leave the room, they'd come back, they'd be all strewn around the floor, which I've also experienced in my house. Mm, okay. uh, and then furniture would move when the girls and their yeah. dad were out of the house. Fuck. Could it you was... imagine, wait, can you imagine your, like, couch being in a different spot when you came back or something? Like, like what God, would you even no. do? Like, I would cry. Like, I, I guess, I guess, like, the I missing iPad thing. I would so much. <laughs> like, I know, like, missing objects, it's like freaky it's annoying but they're like smaller so you can almost explain it away like well maybe somebody took it and mm -hmm. moved it but like a whole piece of furniture no like thinking about that makes me want to cry like i would lose my shit <laughs> your whole your tv was just in the other corner of the room no yeah no thank can't, you can't no. can't handle that well so it really upset them so they of stopped course. thinking they were 
communicating with their deceased mother and began thinking it was an evil spirit, and it really upset them. Oh. Um, they tried to tell their father, Brian, but he didn't believe them, which... Fuck Brian. I mean, okay, Whatever. but... <laughs> I just... I'm very angry at Brian. I don't even know who Brian is. I know, well... Yeah, right. he didn't he didn't believe them. You know, they just lost their mother, so he thought they were trying to like cope okay, with fair the enough. passing of their mother. Sorry, Brian, and, yeah, I apologize. Like, this is how they were like uh, you know, just working their way through their feelings. Understood. And okay. So he got he was actually a good dad. He got them into therapy. That's really sweet. All right. I like you, Brian. Yeah. Brian was trying. He just didn't understand. So, um, so that was 1986. So this continues into 1987. Mm. So this is a long time. That is a long time. So they just kept, did they only tell their dad once? Or I think they told him a few enough times where he got them into therapy. Gotcha, okay. Um, so the knocking began when Annie and Jessica were alone at home during an evening. Um, today, it, though, it seemed like the knocking wasn't coming from the walls of the bedroom, but mm -hmm. from the basement. That's their first problem, having a basement. Well, what do you think they did? Went down to the fucking basement. They went basement. to the basement. Now, they they grabbed a kitchen knife. They went down to the basement no. to check it out. How old were they? They were younger. I feel like I, I didn't write it down, mm -hmm. but I think okay. one of them, I think, was in, like, early high school and one of okay. them was in middle school. So they're old enough. Yeah. They're not, like, five. They're not five. No. They are coherent. Yes. Semi-adult semi people. Yeah. Okay. Rational human beings yes. know what's going on. Yes. Um, Are so, middle, middle schools and high schoolers rational? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, uh, let's rethink that statement. But, you know, self-sufficient. Mm. We're going to the basement. We're going to bring a knife. Okay, yeah. So they're, yeah. But they know no. that there could be danger. So they go into the basement. Written on the wall. What? In blood. No. Uh, was the message, I'm in your room, come find me. What the fucking fuck? Mm -hmm. I'm in your room, come find me? Yep. I'm sorry. Right there, I'm just Well, dead. they they left. I'm dead. They immediately point. left. I pass out. They went to the neighbor. They called their dad. The dad raced home from work. Didn't find anything. What? Except the writing, but he thought the girls were playing a trick. Oh, so he saw the writing. So he it saw wasn't the writing. a figment of their no, imagination. No, oh, no. Fuck. What? But he thought the girls were playing a trick. Oh, my God. So I, I take it you haven't heard this story. No, I okay. don't know <laughs> what the fuck's happening. Great. <laughs> so. And I'm, I don't know if I want to know, but go ahead. Yeah, I do. No, it's. I love it and I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um. <laughs> So, so that, the whole thing happened. He still thought like they were trying to play a trick. It was like they were doing something. He kind of blamed mm -hmm. them in a way. Yeah. He's trying to be a good dad, but like, he just didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. He's trying mm -hmm. to find a logical Poor explanation, Brian. right? So a few weeks go by without incident until one night the girls started hearing the knocking sounds coming from behind Annie's bedroom wall. When the girls entered the bedroom, they again saw a blood red message. This time it read, I'm back. Find me if you can. What the fuck? In the same spot? I'm sorry. Or This was, so before the message was in the basement. Oh, this was in the room. This was in her bedroom. Oh, fuck. Jesus. So they run to the neighbors again. Brian was called. He comes home. Oh, my God. He's like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. So he walks into the house and immediately he knows something's wrong because he said that the house was 
in such disarray. Like, no. everything was thrown around. He said it was way worse than the girls described it being. Oh, no. So he walks slowly into Annie's bedroom, and written in blood on the wall, there was a message that said, marry me. What? Yeah. So he turns around, and right in front of him, he sees a boy dressed in his deceased wife's clothing, wearing a blonde wig and makeup, wielding a hatchet. What the fuck? Yep. A real person? A real person in his daughter's bedroom, wearing his wife's clothes and her wig with a hatchet. What the fuck? Yeah, so you can imagine, he calls the police, the police come, they can't find the kid. Um, oh my god, I guess the kid ran away, or? So, this boy's name, his name was Daniel LaPlante. Okay. And the police come, and they're searching all around the house, they're very puzzled because they can't find him anywhere, they don't know where he went, until they realize there's a crawl space. Oh. In the wall. And upon further inspection, they realized that this boy had been living no. in the walls of their house for, like, weeks. Ew! So, Ooh. where did he come from, you might ask? Oh, my God. So, this boy, there's a history there. He, um... Breaking and entering? Breaking and... Well, the history is <laughs> he actually... Sheet. I don't know how. Nobody knows how. But this is like the 1980s. Mm-hmm. He somehow got Annie and Jessica's number um, and started calling them like mm-hmm. weeks or I guess like months prior. And mm-hmm. he and Annie hit it off and became friends. Oh, so she knows him. So she knows him. <gasps> but she only she would only talk to him on the phone. So eventually they decided to go on a date. But when he shows up, she was expecting what he told her would be a tall, blonde, athletic, handsome person. We all know that's always a lie. She sees a short, greasy, dark-haired boy. Just not what she expected. It's it's he lied to her. I mean, let's just say what it is. He catfished her. He catfished in the eighties. In the eighties, yep. Before catfishing was a thing, absolutely that we knew of. Um. But she was nice. Uh, I mean, fuck politeness. If you have a feeling yeah. in your gut, run. But um, just fuck she, dating altogether. Fuck dating. Fuck blind dates. Fuck. Yeah. Just don't. I was gonna say fuck everybody, but don't fuck everybody. Just don't do that. No. But yeah, that sounds exhausting. But fuck the, You know, yeah. there there are things that should be fucked off. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So she goes on this date with him. And throughout throughout the date, he learns that her mother passed away. And instead of, like, kind of being like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's so hard hard to hear. You must be going through so much. He becomes morbidly curious about it. And is, like, asking her more and more questions about, like, how did she suffer? And, like, what what did she go through? And how did that make you feel? Like, just, like, really inappropriate questions about her mother's death. That's awful. So she cuts it off early and just like cuts off all contact with him. As she should. That's like a lifetime movie. Yep. But what she didn't know and what none of them knew is he became like obsessed with her her mother. Oh my god. Their family. So he literally moved in. Like the police found like wrappers everywhere. Like like food wrappers. Like he I don't know how like he wasn't like an older 
guy. He was a kid. That's fucking weird, dude. And, like, somehow his parents, I guess, didn't notice that he was gone all the time. Or maybe he just, like, came at night or... Ew. Even creepier. I don't know. And where did... Wait, so he wrote things in blood. Whose blood? It was actually ketchup. Oh, my God. That little fucker. That's that a waste a... of fucking I know. Ketchup. Use it on french fries fucking or burgers. Don't use it on the wall. Loser. Yeah. Don't waste ketchup. Don't that waste is the, ketchup. That is the moral of this whole fucking story. If you know someone who wastes ketchup, run the other way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if you'd like to donate 39 cents a day to people who waste ketchup. Please. Why do I sound like a Sarah McLaughlin video? Okay. Anyway. Um, I digress. So that, that's the story that leads me into today's topic. What? Which is an actual thing. Okay. Known as frogging with a P-H. What? P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. Frogging. You just made that up. I swear. There's an actual, this happens so frequently that there's a word for when people live in your house without you knowing it. I thought that was squatting. No, it's fr- I guess it's like living and messing with you and living oh, in the walls fuck. of your house. So you're just an asshole in the walls. That's you're an be- asshole in the walls. It's known as frogging. Asshole in the walls. Um, but before I forget that uh, story I just told you, I my source was the strange case of Danny Laplante. Okay. Real light, real night horror story by Joe Turner at Parkamin.com. So that okay. is what started. So I have a few others. This is from. Robert Grimmick, Grimmick, 10 Creepy Stories of Intruders Hiding in People's Homes. Jesus Christ. By listverse.com. Yes. Fuck. I won't, I won't tell all 10, but I'll tell a few. Oh my God. All right. So by September 1941, Theodore Edward Conies had fallen on hard times. So he went to visit his old friend, Philip Peters, whom he hadn't seen in many years. When Conies got into the house in Denver, Colorado, he found it empty and unlocked. Peters was out to see his wife in the hospital, so Conies let himself into the house. He found a small door that led to a tiny attic room. Conies, a rather small man, managed to get into the room and decided it was better than living on the streets for the winter. I mean, I, I don't see any problem with it. Well, he lived there for a few weeks without Philip Peters knowing. Oh, well... It wasn't yeah. like he was like, oh, hey, is it okay if I stay here? He was yeah. just like, this guy's out. Here's an attic. I'm going to live in it. Now, I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate here. If I'm fucking homeless, I give zero fucks if you care if I'm there or not. If, All right. If I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I have nowhere else to turn. There are no shelters. Well, let's see if you still feel the same way as the story continues. Okay. All right. Whenever Peters left the house, Coney slipped out of his hiding spot, helped himself to some food, and used the bathroom. That lasted until October 17, so that was for about a month. Okay. So on October 17, Coney slipped out of the attic room, started cooking, but Peters hadn't gone out. He was actually napping and was startled by Coney's. What? Coney's attacked Peters and pistol whipped the 73 year old man to death. No! So this was not, I know, this was not this, like, guy on hard times. Fuck. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Now, instead of fleeing, Coney's went back into his hiding spot. Police were called, 
and were puzzled by the crime scene. All the doors and windows were locked, so they were unsure how the killer got in and out of the oh house. A short time later, Peter's wife returned to the home and hired a series of housekeepers. However, her housekeepers kept leaving because they were so sure that the house was haunted. Mm. So the woman ended up moving in with her son. Coney's, on the other hand, stayed right where he was. So this makes me creeped out a little bit because I'm like, well, what if someone's living in my attic and I don't oh, know it? no. This is like a fear of mine that I have because I mean, I've read valid, so many of these stories. It's a valid fear. <laughs> I don't have an attic or a basement at the moment, but, you know, in the near future I might, so gives me something to think about so she keeps losing housekeepers nobody's staying on she moves out um when people pass the house they'd see lights or hear strange sounds the police investigated but could never find anyone in the house so people assumed the house was haunted eventually the police started doing surveillance on the house 11 months what after moving in the police finally saw coney's move a curtain exposing his face they raided the house and caught coney's climbing into the attic they had wow. always assumed the door was too small for anyone to fit through, so then he was arrested. And Holy shit. 11 months. Prison. 11 months. I wonder what he was doing after, like, Mrs. Peters moved out, because... Yeah, like, what do you do with your life if you're trying to get the Where's the, the food? Of you have no more food to steal. Maybe he would, like... I don't know. Leave. Maybe he got a whole job. I mean, who knows what he was doing. Could you imagine he's like in a corporate office? He works behind, he works in a cubicle. Right. He's like, I just want to live in your house. <laughs> it reminds me of the Saturday Night Live episode with Adam Sandler. He's like, just let them bring in your mail. <laughs> it's a great episode. All right. Um, this one is a more recent one. Oh, lovely. So that was from the 40s. This one is from 2013. That's a little too recent. Off campus house near Ohio State University was a busy place with many people coming and going. This is why at first the nine students living there did not think anything too unusual was going on when the cupboards were left open. What? Or the microwave door wasn't closed. However, that kept happening. Could you imagine? No. That, that is like the sixth sense, like when she leaves oh, the kitchen. Oh, it comes back. That's so funny. And all of the doors are open. I hate that scene. I hate that And that scene. poor little boy is just sitting there. Fucking creepy as fuck. he's, like, freaked out. Yeah. Oh, I hope that never happens Well, I think there's going to be more. There's a couple. um, I'll have to find them on a... I think it's on Paramount Plus. There's a couple of, like, spinoff type things that are of paranormal activity. Oh, okay. One's called, like, Next of Kin and something else. So I'm going to find them and and watch those. Okay, let me know. But, yeah, there's fucking shit in the house the students started to investigate, and that made them wonder what was behind the locked door in the basement. Before the strange happenings, the residents believed the door was to a utility closet, so some of the residents got a maintenance team from the property company to break down the door. When they did, they found a fully furnished room with textbooks, framed mm. pictures, and even a sink and toilet. What? That framed they- pictures. <laughs> That's my favorite. I have to hang the family on the wall. <laughs> In my squatting. Someone squatting, and yeah. They just made it home, and they gave zero fucks, so. The squatter, an OSU student identified only as quote-unquote Jeremy, got a, hold, mm. got a hold of the people living in the house and asked if he could collect his stuff, which they allowed him to do, which was very nice of them. And Jeremy's just a douchey name anyway, so. Jeremy. 
I dated a Jeremy probably back in the day. He was a douche. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so how he got in is Jeremy had gotten a key from his cousin. He used to live in the house the summer before. So it was like one of those off-campus college houses that like yeah. constant rotation of people. Mm-hmm. So they never changed the locks. Well, that's an issue. What? They have since changed the locks. Yeah, because they don't change the locks. Yeah, because because it'd be like I don't know. It's probably like one of those things where like they just give the five keys to people the new were living there, and then like four people moved out, so they gave keys to the new four people moving in, gotcha. and then those people moved out, and these other people, moved, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, but still, it sounds very unsafe. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to th- see. Okay, this one's a good one. Um, this guy named Carlo first met Michelle at a hospital in Washington, D.C., where they both worked. He, Carlo was a valet, while Michelle was the director of physical therapy. After a meeting, the 32-year-old valet became obsessed and started stalking her. Hmm. At some point, she left her keys unattended, and Carlo swiped them. He made copies and returned the keys without her noticing, which is really, Fuck. really frightening. I know, I always think about, like, maintenance men in my building kind of thing. Yeah. That have keys to my apartment. Yeah. That's fucking creepy. I know. Uh, well, whatever. You have an attack dog, though. I mean, You're yeah. safe. Not really an I'd attack dog, but... I'd stab a bitch if they came up in here. I'm <laughs> just saying. Don't I think, even try I it. think you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um. So one day, Carlo entered Michelle's home and set up a camera on a desk in her bedroom. Then whenever he would hear oh, Michelle and her boyfriend come into the apartment, uh, Carlo would hide under the bed. No. Uh, this is like the the TV show You. It is. And you think it's so far-fetched. You're like, Fuck. how could nobody know that that person's under the bed? I mean. Well, this guy did it for two full days. Fuck. All right. If there's anybody in my fucking closet right now, just come out. No oh, need to hide. This is creepy. Under the bed. So then the boyfriend finally caught him. Under the bed, Carlo had condoms, Ew. latex gloves, a change of clothes, well, I mean, and a power cord. Because he was going to strangle somebody. Yeah. He's insane. Whoa. Yeah. So they caught him. He was arrested. When they searched his house, they found six framed pictures of Michelle. Mm-hmm. Another stack of Jesus. unframed pictures and a video from her first wedding. What the fuck? I guess he had broken into the house to obtain the material. He was convicted and sentenced to 38 months in prison, which is not what? enough in my mind. Uh, I thought you were going to say like 38 years. 38 months. So like, Fucking that person then is not he even comes made... out of prison and can keep stalking her. Yeah, Because that's how much. it goes. Fuck that, man. This was actually made into a movie called Under the Bed um, by one of the co-directors of the Blair Witch Project. So it might be worth watching. Okay, well, I'll check it out. But I, I think, you know, you definitely uh, freaked me out enough with that under the bed shit. But I don't think anyone... No could one could go under my bed. My bed's full of clothes underneath it. I have there is like, a bunch of shit under my bed, too. Yeah, so I, I have, that. like, cartons of, like... <clears throat> jeans and sweaters like no one's getting under there not even my cats so yeah well that's good but like i mean and it's it's so dark of me to say 
Oh, he had a power cord. He wasn't going to plug something in. He no. was going to fucking strangle somebody. Yeah. It's not dark of you. It's realistic okay. of you. Just want to make sure I don't have a, you know, a dark mind. You were thinking no, the same you're, thing. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Well, that it's has redeemed fuck. my feelings. All right. This one is called, I guess this is my last one. Um, okay. Tracy, who didn't want her last name revealed, was a single mother of five. Woo. Whoa. Good God, lady. Well, that's a horror story you. in itself. <laughs> She's a rock star. Well, there you go. End of story. A that single was the mother of five Ooh, living girl. in South Carolina. In September 2012, so not, not too, too long ago, mm. she noticed weird sounds coming from the attic, and nails were popping out of the ceiling. Mm-mm. Tracy and her two sons went to the attic to investigate, but didn't find anything out of the norm. Her children thought she was just delusional. But Tracy was sure something was going on and felt really uneasy. That's, that's interesting because usually it's the children who think something's going on and the grown-ups don't believe them. But this was the that's other way crazy. around. One night when Tracy was working on her laptop in her bedroom, a little plaster fell on her from the movement in mm. the attic. Another night at 2.30 a.m., Tracy heard a loud noise and knew that someone or something was up there. She got her nephew to look into the attic. There in the back corner was her ex-boyfriend. What? Whom she had dated 12 years prior. What? Her, she had broken up with this guy 12 years ago. Yo, that's some shit in my life right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. I have people that still try to connect with me through people. I'm like, I blocked you. I moved on. I, I moved know. I know. On. 12 years ago. Like... Oh my God, that's horrifying because it's... he he hadn't been living there for twelve years, but he'd been living there for two weeks, which is two weeks too many. That is two seconds too many. Um, just ninety days before the two weeks he started living there, he'd gotten out of prison for stealing Tracy's car. What? Oh, yeah, Jesus. they found a hole that he had cut so he could watch Tracy in her bedroom. Mm mm. This is awful. The ex-boyfriend fled and no report of him being caught could what? be found. Oh, no. So we don't know what happened. But poor what? Tracy. What I fuck? hope they found... I mean, that was 2012, so hopefully they found this Holy guy. Holy shit. Poor Tracy. Tracy, we'll pray for you and your five kids. Holy shit. Um, That's wild, though. And I really... Yeah. You know, and I, you can go... I didn't, I didn't get too many of these stories, <laughs> but you can go on Reddit and you can find oh all sorts of different stories of... <sighs> I swear I've seen, like, YouTube videos, too, of, like, people in their apartments, like, taking off the mirror yeah. in their bedroom or their bathroom. And there's a hole. And there's a hole that leads Mm-mm. into another apartment. No. All I have to say is there's nothing interesting going on here enough for somebody to live with me. <laughs> if they want to, it's a little crowded, but, <laughs> you know, just let me know. I'll let you crash on my couch. You don't right, have to creep right. and live in the wall. Don't live in the don't live in the wall or, or the attic or the basement or and please don't just don't be under the bed that my, no one can be under my it's bed just, it's just never yeah. gonna happen if somebody really wanted to be under the bed they could i can crawl under well there. just double check every night i always i always double check you know my safety things when i like ch- i check under my car when i go to a parking lot oh did you know this is so fucking fucked up of how i think because i watch so much true true crime stuff but Somebody could be under your car and slice your Achilles tendon. That means you can't run away. I have never even thought about that. My whole paranoia with cars is as soon as I enter a car, I lock the doors. I do too. But I also check the back seat. 
Okay, so check under the car before I go towards yes. the car. Lock the doors, check the back seat. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Because right. these are... And, and always walk with, like, your keys in between your fingers. Yeah, Like see, Freddy Krueger-ish. I need to start doing that. Um, Ken actually bought me this badass thing that... Um, I'll have to I'll have to show it to you. It's like a it's like a dart gun type of thing. It's I've never seen anything like it, but it's actually like pretty badass. Because I get a little scared. I go to the city and I get a little scared of, you know, obviously um Philadelphia is not really known for top notch security and safety. So I, you know, even in the Bucks County, you know, regional area, it still can be there's still some fucking crazy people. Yeah. And you never know if somebody's no, just going to be off the rocket one day. never trust any environment. I just, and I take the train and I, I, you know, it's just, it makes me nervous. So he wanted to protect me. And at one point I had a taser gun, but it broke. And then I had this like dart thing and it has like five little pointy darts, but they're like almost like metal. Mm-hmm. And I shot one at the ground and they're just like, Choo! like it, it will literally like, just like take, I mean, it's, it's not going to kill anybody, I don't think, but it's not going to kill anybody, but it would be enough to... To do that, I also was thinking about getting that one. It's like the bird signal or the signal or something yeah. like that, where it's just this loud noise that goes off if you hit. It's like a panic button, but oh. it's enough to deter them away from you. Okay. So wherever you are, it's going to be so annoying and so that obnoxious. Good. So what about pepper spray? Is that still a thing? It is still a thing, but is that harder? To me, I I feel like I would like spray myself by accident. Yeah, and I probably I, would because I would be so nervous. That's that's why I will never. And this is a, a whole different topic and not something for the podcast. But I I personally could never own a gun because I'm too scared. I'm going to shoot myself with it by accident. Yeah, not because I think you know everybody's going to steal it or anything like that. It's just I don't trust myself. No, totally. And I don't feel. And even if I educated myself or, or trained or whatever, I still would, in that blink of an eye, I just would not feel yeah, comfortable. Never <sighs> yeah. Never know. That is what it is. Uh, people, I'm sure, protect themselves every day with things like that. I just, kudos to them for... You have to know yourself and know yeah. what is appropriate for you and yeah. also what you need personally to feel safe. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> if somebody kidnapped me, I'm pretty sure they'd give me back. I'm pretty annoying sometimes, <laughs> but it's like, you know, oh I will say what was really adorable today was watching a video game being played by a child and a white van was in the video game. That's and terrifying. It was just like, you know, it was like part, like there was, um, other cars and stuff, but he called it the, the bad guy van, the bad guy he vehicle. Did? Yes, he did. Interesting. So that means stay away from the white vans. I'm like... Yep, if, you stay away from the white vans. You stay yeah. away from any van. Yeah, just just stay, stay away, away from all of them. Mm. Stay away from everything. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know how this got on the topic of safety, but just people no. living in your house, I mean, yeah. basically it's just freaky enough. I know it wasn't a ghost story, but I thought no. the first one was so interesting because the That's girls wild. thought it was like well, a ghost. Can we just talk about how she he was dressed in the fucking dead mom's clothes? Terrifying. What, what was that about? And marry me? terrifying like what i think i think he's it sounds like he was obsessed with the dad or something like he, he was wanted like to obsessed be... with the family that's just fucking wild no thank I you i wonder if he's still in prison i'm just looking i don't know do you like your christmas present oh yes jessica got me oh one of the best christmas presents it is 
a year of ghost stories. It's like a little calendar and is it it's a daily calendar of ghost stories. So I get to get nonstop content, ghost content, and you'd be sick of ghosts by the end of the oh, year. Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> I'll have all these sort of new stories to research. Yeah. So I'm very excited I don't even know what it's all that. about. I just thought it looked really cool and I said this would be Do you know what you are in my phone? <laughs> oh, <God>. By the way. <laughs> I'm scared. What? I have um, in people's phones as many different things. Well, your your name is there. Okay. And then that's that's your title is Ghost oh. Comrade. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so whatever you call me, it says Ghost Comrade. Oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I loved these stories and hated them at the same time. So I'm just gonna say just thank you and what the fuck at the be same time. Be careful, everybody. Be careful. Check your walls. It's the holiday season too, and you know, people might get desperate and wanna, you know, break into your house and live in your wall and just don't let them. Don't let them. Don't be an asshole and in you know the what? wall. Another moral of this story is trust your fucking gut. Trust your fucking gut. If you think something's off, it's off. And don't waste ketchup. Don't waste ketchup. No, use that. Use real blood. Use real blood. <laughs> or nothing at all. Oh, that's not the. <laughs> that's, that's not, not what it is. No. <laughs> oh fuck! Sorry. I mean, don't use anything at all. So don't use real blood. Got it. Well, this is a really awkward thing. Well, I am super excited. Next week, I will bring a new story. We might have my aunt on. I'm going to try to see what her schedule's oh, like. That'd be so fun. We have so many good stories, and then we could do like you know. Maybe some some holiday stuff because holiday stuff's coming yeah. up, like the fucked up haunted Christmas parties. Maybe I can find some shit like that. So we'll see. That'd be cool. I'll see what I can come up right. with. So all right, well, thanks for uh, checking us out, everyone. Don't forget to reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and email us at areyouafraidofghosts at gmail please. And if you have any of your own stories, we would love to share them. So we don't have to, you know, necessarily research everything we want the real stuff mm -hmm. we want to hear it right from the horse's mouth so anything else to add Shelly no that's it all right sleep well <laughs>